Coming up on Podcast 1656, the Hyundai Arnic 6, first edition, is popular. Sells out in just 24 hours. Stick around, I'll tell you more. Also on the show today, we'll talk about the new Lucid Gravity, the Air Pure, and the Air Touring, and the Rimac's Nevera setting a new speed record for production EVs. So those stories and a lot more coming up today. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're listening around the world. It's EV News Daily, your trusted source of EV information for what happened on Wednesday, 16th of November. My name is Martin Lee, and I go through every EV story, so you don't have to. Headline story then, and Hyundai's Arnic 6 first edition. It's a limited-run model, and it's the first one that's going to be on the market sold out in Europe in less than a day. Pre-sales began and then they stopped again because all two and a half thousand units of the Ionic 6 first edition sold out. Now, Germany had the biggest allocation of a thousand units, but uh, there was also plenty assigned to the UK, France, Norway and the Netherlands, but they've all gone. And they're not a cheap car, by the way. Now, yes, they're cheaper than some of the luxury cars that we've been talking about lately. But this is still a base price of £55,000 in the UK, €66,500 in Germany. That is, at the current exchange rates, about US dollars So, uh, 2,500 people immediately said, yes, I will have an Ionic 6. And, hey, if I had the cash and I could just buy a car like that, then I probably, probably would have a go in one, keep it for six months, and then uh, on to the next toy. But uh, I don't play in that uh, that, part, that play park. But if you, look, it, there are plenty of people who just want the latest, greatest electric vehicle, and this could well be one. Now, say what you will about the styling at the rear end. I do get the criticism where people say it's droopy, but it's very aero, and that's because uh, they've done that so that you can take the same underpinnings of the Arnic 5 and give it a bunch more range. Extraordinarily high interest in Arnic 6 first edition. Uh, very sculpted vehicle, which gives you very long driving range. Nice interior as well. Looks really, really premium. First edition has the top of the range powertrain, so all-wheel drive, dual motor, 77.4 kilowatt hour battery, and then the rest of the lineup does go on sale in Europe at the end of this year. Uh, deliveries will start spring 20. 2023. Now, the Rimac's Nevera just hit a new world record for production EVs, according to The Verge. 256 miles an hour. Wow. Can you imagine being the test driver of that vehicle? Rimac's announcing the Nevera supercar hit 256, which is 412 kilometers per hour. Now, it's the fastest electric production car in the world. Uh, the record was set on October 28th in Germany on an oval track with two straights, twin straights long enough, just the longest one, four kilometres, just to get to top speed before slamming on the brakes and using all the regen they could to slow the thing down. Uh, it's a, the Nevera, a reminder, it's got four motors, 2,000 horsepower and a top speed, as we know now, of 256 miles an hour. It's speed limited on public roads to 219 because... You know, why Why would you need 220 miles an hour? Just I just need 219 miles an hour. Thank you. Not to 60 in less than two seconds. And it was a challenge, they say, to get the perfect entry onto that short four-kilometre straight as the track's curved sections ended. You need to get the best possible chance of reaching VMAX, the car, levelling out of the banking, doing about 155 miles an hour on the curved banking, and then they unleash the full power of the four-motor setup. 
It wasn't until they lifted off the throttle, bringing it back down to more normal speeds, they realised they'd hit that new record. And what's interesting is they said this four years ago when they first unveiled the C underscore two. That's what's so impressive about Mate Rimats and the whole team there. This startup company, of course, now it's Bugatti and you know, they've massively done so well for themselves. What was amazing is when they unveiled the C underscore two concept vehicle in 2018, this is what they said they would do. Uh, They said that 412 kilometers was the target top speed. And that is what they just hit. Holy bazookas. Well done to the whole team there. Truly impressive what can be done with electric power these days. Now, a car out of my league, but plenty of people will be interested in the Lucid Air. And there's now a new cheap one on sale. The Lucid Air Pure, only $87,000. Lucid announcing the final range and efficiency details of the Air Pure and the Air Touring. Uh, The flagship luxury sedan is gearing up to begin production and delivery of those more variants. Those more variants. Those more affordable variants. Lucid is finalising... They say the specs to get into the customer driveways. A smaller battery pack keeps costs down. They've taken out four of the modules in order to do that. The base spec Air Pure uh, has 480 horsepower, still plenty. Uh, The single motor rear drive model, uh, still very, very nice, has a Lego-like battery pack, and that is stepped down from 22 modules to 18 modules, and that allows them to save some money, but also save space, because you now free up legroom for the rear passengers, because you can make space in the footwell. The Air Touring, however, if you go up a spec, sits between the cheaper Pure and the more expensive Grand Touring. It now makes 620 horsepower, dual motor, 3.4 seconds, 0 to 60, and the range, 425 miles. So, again, very high-speed charging of all these cars, uh, adding about 200 miles of range in 15 minutes on a high-powered charger, and the Touring adds a lot more toys, Napa leather and massive glass roof, whereas the Pure... (laughs) The cheap $87,000 one only comes with a metal roof. Uh, The range-topping Air Sapphire, if you're keeping up, uh, goes on sale next year. And that's going to be the one that has three motors, costs $250,000, and is quicker than a Model S Plaid. Uh, It'll do uh, 0-62 miles an hour in 1.89 seconds. Surely that is on a prepared, you know, sticky track. Well, we'll wait and see. And the Lucid Gravity is their SUV. They unveiled that as well. And it's obviously a big Model X competitor. BMW iX competitor. Mercedes-Benz EQS SUV competitor. This one doesn't arrive till 2024, though. It's the second model in their lineup after the Lucid Air. And this one will come to the European and UK markets sooner than we've had to wait for the air. Uh, flexible seating up to seven adults in this. It does look like a kind of an air on stilts, like the Model Y is a three on stilts. has its own styling, but it's very much family styling, as it were. And so the initial markets are going to be Austria, Belgium, Denmark, Finland, Iceland, Italy, Monaco, Netherlands, Spain, Sweden, Switzerland, Norway, and the UK. Um... And we can't order the air yet. I don't believe. Maybe we can. I don't believe we can order. Maybe reserve, but not configure a lucid air. Now, the Buick Electra 
prototype has been testing and spied. We have our first spy shots of Buick's all-electric crossover. This crossover has been caught testing on public roads in Michigan, and it looks like very similar uh, to the Electra X concept. Still covered in camouflage, though, but we can see from the daytime running lights uh, that it looks like the concept's vehicle. Lots of LEDs on this. I think it, I think it looks kind of cool, actually, uh, for a crossover. And the Electra name is being revived after we found out in um, trademark applications the EV1 to the EV9 names had been reserved. Now, again, testing on North American roads doesn't mean this couldn't be a China car. Not necessarily a car for uh, the US roads, but that would be surprising. So I'm presuming this is a US vehicle. Uh, of course, built on the Altium platform as well, which is all good stuff. Now, the Scout name is also returning. Scout today releasing a new image, uh, the front-end design of their off-road models. And the brand website is now live. There's also a forum on there for Scout owners and Scout fans uh, to talk about things and the direction the company is going to take. It's obviously Volkswagen, and Volkswagen is entering the electric off-roader market. Not immediately, but when it does arrive in 2026, it will do so by giving the legendary name Scout a chance to come back. Made famous by truck and tractor maker, international harvester in the 60s and 70s, says Car and Driver. Uh, VW says the new Scouts will be based on an EV platform, but we have no more details. Also, this could well be made in the US with its own factories and possibly even being spun off as a separate company. And so we'll wait and see. The, look, the, the electric off-roader market is going to be crowded by 2026. Not just the cars out there at the minute, like Rivians and Hummers, but there's going to be electric Jeeps and things coming. So we'll wait and see uh, what they come with, but it's, it's pretty exciting stuff. SK Signet is the EV charging equipment maker within South Korea's SK Group, and they're now telling us some more details about their expansion plans for the United States, confirming Texas as the location today for their first factory there, alongside the Texas announcement. Also releasing details about the jobs they're creating, 183 local jobs, making ultra-fast chargers and power cabinets, the kind of stuff that's 350 kilowatts or more. Uh, there'll be 10,000 charges reportedly made to begin with, and then by 2026, it'll have an annual capacity of 20,000. In addition to making the EV chargers, their Texas facility will also do R&D, and they'll work with automakers, which is a good thing, because what do we want? We want the automakers and the charging companies, or the equipment companies, to work as closely as possible, so that every new software release that comes out, every new car that comes out, you know... You will plug it into a charger and it will charge rather than, well, you know, we didn't get that software from the car company or we didn't get that car, that new car to test on our chargers, which has been said before. Uh, not necessarily that company, but uh, it's good that charging companies and the, the, the car makers are working closely. Uh, that seems like a no-brainer. It hasn't always happened. I think it does more now. Coming up on the podcast soon, oh, we'll talk a little bit about the Tesla Semi event. Stick around, that's on the way. So a couple of quick Tesla stories to get to before the end of the show. Firstly, the Tesla Supercharging Network is expanding to uh, new places. And in Europe, they're also adding variable pricing. One of the big advantages of owning a Tesla is having the Supercharging Network. And, you know, it is open up to other, other cars, but... Not all of them, which is important. I did try 
when they opened it up, there's one in East Anglia that I was driving past, and it's Elvedon Forest in Norfolk. I think Elvedon's Norfolk. And I pulled in with the mighty, mighty MG, uh, and it wouldn't charge. So this was a couple of, uh, a few months ago when they first enabled it in the UK. Now, look, my Tesla account seems okay. Uh, I have, but actually, I says it's, I say it's okay. I have uh, my card, my current credit card in my Tesla account, and you click on charge your non-Tesla, um, and it just would not start with the mighty, mighty MG. I've heard two things, that the MG doesn't play nicely with Teslas, superchargers, and also that your billing card can make the app go a bit funky. Um, I don't know what it is. I want to try a different. I, I want to try a different car because I've still not been able to just play with a supercharger, uh, which is crazy. I should do, and uh, as you know, just to for the experience, really. Although I've seen it done plenty of times by my friends, and um, we'll wait and see what that is. I do have two Tesla accounts because the, my main account, when I borrowed uh, Richard's Model Y, Richard's from RSEV.co.uk, uh, it, he was sharing. Because uh, you, you know, if you're a Tesla owner, you can share your car with somebody else to drive temporarily if you want. And he was sharing that vehicle with me, and it, for the life of me, would not activate. And so I had to create a whole new Tesla account for the week that I had his Model Y. Um, and I haven't got any card details. I literally just created a fresh new account, and and it took it. He was like, "Okay, well here's the invite," and it was like, "Okay, well now you know now it worked." So maybe I'll try it on my whatever you want to call it, my backup account, my burner account, if you like. I'll give that a go. Now they're doing some variable supercharge pricing in Europe between 4 p.m. and 8 p.m. Prices are higher across many European country supercharging sites. Pricing of the superchargers depends on the energy costs and demand at the time, and that makes a lot of sense with rising energy costs as Europe goes into winter. Prices are going up, uh, at least to buy the electricity on the wholesale market, and hopefully this would discourage EV owners to charge when it's most expensive and often dirtiest if peaker plants have to be used to provide extra power at this time of year. It's dark by, what, half four-ish now, quarter five, heading towards the short, about a month away from the shortest day. And so lots of energy being used between 4 and 8 p.m. With more EVs on the roads in Europe, says the Driven website and supercharging sites allowing non-Teslas to charge to it. makes sense to lower the afternoon demand, uh, lower some afternoon demand on those sites. And the Tesla Semi is going to be making its way into fleet customers. So I'm surprised, and also not surprised, that they're going to have a Tesla event for Semi Handover. Now, look, I get this if they're launching a new product. That's fine. Let the fanboys and girls turn up and scream like at a Beatles concert at Elon Musk at every joke he makes on stage. That's cool. I mean, you've got to have a hobby, right? And that's what these people do. Um, but they're doing a Tesla event for the semi, which is going to fleet customers. Like, there's nobody in that audience who will whoop and holler and jeer uh, who is going to be driving one home that day. But if Tesla is good at anything, it is self-promotion. And I say that, you know, as a compliment. Uh, it didn't sound like it. But they are very, very good at generating publicity for the EV community. And so, uh, yes, it was unveiled back in 20... Oh, what was the semi? 2017. <laughs> Tesla semi was unveiled in 2017. And it was going to be on the roads in 2019. Now... Okay. 
you can say that Elon, uh, those that give him the benefit of the doubt say, oh, Elon's a dreamer. He's an optimist. He wants to go to Mars. Uh, those that don't like him go, well, he's just a stock pumper. And it took them three more years. You know, they just basically hype, 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 and they never deliver. I don't know. You decide on whatever that was. But yes, in 2023, almost, the first trucks will be on their way out. What's going to be inside them? 4680 cells, 2170 cells. Nobody knows. How quick will it charge? Nobody knows. What will the Tesla mega charger connector really be like? Nobody knows. There's obviously pictures online and and some informed guesses. I, I wish that Tesla were using the mega charger standard from Charin, which is the CCS organization, because then all commercial vehicles, all, and they do, Tesla is so good at driving an industry forward. If only they'd adopted the MCS standard, which everyone is going to use, then oh, it would have been so good. But I, th- I have a feeling they'll go their own way on this, which is a shame. But hey-ho. Uh, that's your podcast for today. Thank you for listening. Thanks to our premium partners, Phil Roberts of Electric Future, Brad Crosby, Porsche of the Village in Cincinnati, Audi of Cincinnati East, Volvo Cars of Cincinnati East, National Car Charging on the US mainland, and Aloha Charge in Hawaii, Derek Riley. Now, check out his channel. It's EV Review Ireland, and it's very, very good. Uh, You can buy and sell your used EVs with Richard at rsev.co.uk. Book your weekends away or your short breaks in five-star luxury at Millbrook Cottages. .co.uk. They're in Devon. And our latest sponsor, thank you to Lease Plan. Lease Plan Electric Moments, providing all the tools and guidance that EV drivers need. Have a good one, see you tomorrow. And remember, there is no such thing as a self-charging hybrid.